130 of the platformers, a show about nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. And I'm Joshua Mobley. And this time, we're not here to talk about video games or anything like that. I mean, although if video games come up related to this topic, then that's fine. There's not really uh, any. But uh, we are here to talk about Shazam. Oh, the, yes. The recent Shazam. The, is that not how you pronounce it? Have I been pronouncing it wrong this entire time? Oh, yeah, that 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 iconic scene in the movie where he yelled Shazam. <laughs> he jumps off a cliff and is like, Shazam, and then splats down on the ground. And the wizard's like, you did not pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Are we starting well, off uh, spoiler-free? Uh, spoiler-free, spoiler-free. As always, so we're, we're talking about Shazam, the uh, recent DC uh, superhero film that is sweeping the nation. Sweeping it. So like, literally sweeping boy, it howdy nation you're quite dusty we better you're, sweep you you gotta sweep you up yep yeah. i saw i saw a thing i saw a gif uh, of somebody who was like at the beach on like some giant stone outcropping or something and the waves kept crashing over it and he was just out there with a broom like sweeping the water off of the thing and then a moment later another wave would crest and then he just kept doing it it's like yeah, yeah. And he was that's kind of what it. That's kind of what it feels like. Uh, that's kind of what it feels like staying away from negativity on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Sisyphus, we are bound to this hell. Uh, yeah. So, you know, speaking of hell, uh, we're here to talk about Shazam. What? There are literal demons in this movie, dude. Oh, I was like, but you liked it. Like, what are you talking about? I did. We'll get it. We'll get into it. There are literal demons. That's what I was getting at. Come on, come on. Speaking, it's all right. Usually, when people say "speaking of hell," they're about to go <laughs> off on something. Well, I didn't do that, so there you go. Uh, yeah, we're here. We're talking about Shazam. We're gonna have a spoiler cast, as always, with our spoiler cast. We're gonna have a spoiler-free uh, review section up front, where we basically give you the our impressions of whatever it is that we're talking about. Uh, before giving heavy, heavy, heavy uh, notifications so you'll have plenty of time to click off um, if you have not seen it or if you want to go see it or if we inspire you to go see it. Uh, And then we'll get into big spoiler stuff. We'll break down uh, the movie, what it's like in, uh, you know, in comparison to other superhero movies, um, what it's like in comparison to other things with Captain Marvel uh, slash Shazam in it. Um, So... Uh, let's jump into it. Uh, as who, who do you, who do you think we should start with? Should we start with you? Because you, one of the interesting things and the reasons why I wanted to do this episode so much is because you and I have both seen Shazam. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have a, about as big a history as somebody can have with Shazam, because correct me if I'm wrong, Shazam is your favorite superhero. He is my favorite superhero. Uh, I'm not Uh, a Shazam expert. I will say, uh, although I'm not, I don't but, know that I'd be an expert on any comic there franchise, but but you're a Shazam enthusiast. Yes, you're a Shazam fan. Yeah, I'm a you're I'm a, a big, you're a Shazam. I'm a big Shazam. <laughs> and and Shazam. Uh, on the polar opposite side of things, I knew basically nothing about Shazam before this movie. Uh, I watched one. Uh, I watched one like animated movie several years ago, a DC animated movie. I think it was called the return of black Adam. And it was basically a team up, uh, animated film where Shazam teams up with Superman 
Um, and Superman's kind of teaching Shazam how to be a superhero. And then Black Adam shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I have seen that, actually. Super And Superman tries to fight Black Adam, but since he's got magic, Superman is weak to magic, and he freaking got roasted. Yeah. And then Shazam had to basically step up and, like, face him down. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, <clears throat> just general impressions. Uh, shall, shall I say uh, what I thought of it as yeah, a, as a newbie or... or uh, go, go, I, go for it. I will say uh, Shazam has a lighter tone than the rest of the movies in the DC uh, universe. There it are does. moments. Um, basically, uh, the funny thing about it is it has a tone similar to my favorite moments in things like Justice League uh, or you know Man of Steel or Wonder Woman. My favorite moments in Justice League were the ones that had Flash in it. And he brings that sort of light tone, that kind of levity, that sort of um, humor to that movie that's that's otherwise like very very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, Some and, of the stuff in this movie actually is pretty dark. Yes, uh, yes, it is. But it, but it's that's the exception instead of the rule. Yeah, uh, which I think suits superhero movies better, unless you've already because like if you if you look at other um, superhero movies that are dark. You've got like Watchmen, where like the darkness is the point. Um, you've got, you know, the Dark Knight, where like the darkness is again like the point. Like it's it's an examination of the human spirit. It's it's kind of dissecting, you know, socioeconomic issues and issues of our faith in people in power and stuff. And like that's where stuff like Watchmen uh, and the Dark Knight, I think, sing. Um, but most superhero movies, I would argue. Um, because they're inspired by these comics and most of these comics are very um, kind of lighthearted and fun or at least started that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you get something where it's like there's a dark tone, uh, but it's like the backdrop in the original Captain America and you pay your dues where you've got this plucky hero and stuff and then you get invested enough in the characters that with the sequel, Winter Soldier, you actually can go a bit darker. Um you know, what I mean? and then you know, Captain America Three: Civil War goes even darker than that. Um, but at the core of it, there is a character who is lighting up the screen. You know, um, Rogers is Steve Rogers is a beam of light in an otherwise dark place, and I think that that's the same type of tone that you get here. Not originally, but. I don't want to get too much into it, but like, yeah, like the world around the characters is not, uh, it's not great, bright and cheerful. It's, it's, it's very, the funny thing is it's very realistic. It's almost the presence of superpowers that kind of brightens everything up. It, it allows for a more lighthearted nature because it allows, um, the main characters to kind of detach themselves from kind of the tragedy of their upbringings and their, uh, and their their backgrounds and their environment even still. Um, because of that, I think Shazam ends up being like really kind of inspiring. And uh, it, it really kind of channeled some similar uh, notes that I got out of Spider-Verse. Um, so to me, basically, this feels like a combination of like Wonder Woman and Enter the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which are, you know, two of my uh, favorite uh, superhero movies of recent times. Yeah, there are a lot of like I I, th- I liked Infinity War more than 
Wonder Woman, I think. Uh, I would need to see it again to like really dig into that. But, uh, but I've only seen Wonder Woman once. I've seen Infinity War twice. Is that your gauge? I don't know. I think I like the message of Wonder Woman more. And I think I like the filmmaking of Wonder Woman more. But I think the third act of Wonder Woman is not amazing. Like, it kind of falls the stuff apart with, a little bit. The stuff with Ares doesn't really work for me. Yeah. it it like But everything it, else is good. It becomes a little Dragon Ball when, like, the rest of it wasn't, wasn't yeah. you know? Like, uh, yeah. So it it uh it gets a little it gets a little goofy there, but like I when really when Wonder Woman is movie. in the trenches, I think that's when Wonder Woman is at its yeah. best. Like the yeah, like the first two acts of Wonder Woman are are awesome and yeah. really well done. I think the third act, like obviously she's fighting a Greek god, so you're like, all right, let's just let's just get goofy, but like, let's blow it out. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that I think honestly, if Shazam has a weak point i think it's i think it's a similar thing honestly uh to the weak points that we just discussed in wonder woman where i think the cg at the end of the movie in the third act isn't great uh and it does feel a little goofy but not in the same like it's goofy in the same way that it has been throughout the rest of the movie but then it's also goofy in like a that doesn't look very good and like, what are they doing now type of a thing. But other than that, I think the tone that the movie sets, the things that it's trying to do in the moment to moment, I think Shazam is actually like one of the best uh, movies. And it's I think one of the most, wound. Well, yeah. And one of the, and one of the most, I think easily recommendable superhero movies for people who are not into superhero movies. Right. Like, Spider-Man kind of asks people to know a little bit about Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Verse definitely does. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Verse, it wants you to know about Spider-Man. If you don't know about Spider-Man, I don't know how much you're going to care. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so it was perfect for me. But, but Shazam feels like a movie where you could take anybody to it. It's almost, it's almost like Deadpool, where it's like, it doesn't really matter if you know anything. This is just a weird movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and honestly, I feel like Shazam is way more approachable even than Deadpool. Um, well, Deadpool's are for, you know, mature audiences and stuff. But. Sure. I, I just mean, like, I feel like there are a lot more in-jokes in that because oh. that's Deadpool's character. Whereas, like, the jokes in this are just like, okay, we're, mm. we're bringing this to the fore. This is what it looks like when a kid gets superpowers. And I think that's where they really nailed it. It's like... I feel like if you gave a kid superpowers, Shazam is what would happen. Like, yeah. Take, taking well, out I mean, the villain. The, like, the, yeah. That's the power fantasy of the character. Yeah. Like, is that he's like 13. <laughs> and, and honestly, I walked out like before I was like, when, when we talked about this previously, uh, I was like, how, how is Shazam your favorite superhero? And like, I didn't understand it. And then walking out of that movie, I'm like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I get it. I, st- I don't, I don't know enough. Like after one movie to have that really tip the scales, but I think Shazam is, is at this point probably in like my top 10, top seven superheroes. Um, 
which I mean is a lot. I mean, I've been a big fan of there like, are Spider-Man a lot of and superheroes. Superman. Yeah, yeah, I've been a, I've been a big fan of Spider-Man, Superman, these these other types of characters for a really long time, and and having somebody, having like a. It, He's only a latecomer to the game because I just haven't experienced anything with him until now. But like having a relative newcomer, like kind of upset the apple cart and be like, "Hey, guess what? I'm one of your favorites now too," and have that actually yeah. work like is impressive to me in a way that that uh, you know that I, I didn't think was really possible. Um, but and and I've also heard that they that they've got a sequel already green lit with the same creative team, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I feel like they, they kind of nailed it with this. Yeah. Um, so as, as somebody who's, who's a big fan of Shazam, what, what did you think about the movie? Man, I've been worried about this movie for years. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, well, they had announced back, like back when the, when Nolan's thing was going on was around, really was around when, um, like the MCU was just getting started, right? And so we all knew that, like, oh, this is gonna go, to, like, we're gonna get Avengers movies and stuff. Like, they're building up to this. So then everybody was like, really wondering because, like, uh, me and all my friends, like, we like Marvel enough, but we were we're very much like DC fans. Um, yeah. So we were very much curious, like, oh, what are, what do they do? Like, are are they gonna spin these Nolan movies off into? Uh, a bigger universe and we we were wondering that for a long time that would the the end of of dark knight rises could do that it could you you could have jgl as Uh, the new batman the reason they comes in the reason they didn't is because nolan didn't want them to uh he he wanted he thought it would ruin their movies so or i mean movies so it it makes sense it could have I, Especially I, given how they handled stuff. I think that universe works best uh, cordoned off from the rest of the like. It's such a it's such an in, like a weird kind of like. I don't want to say modern, but it's a more realistic take on a superhero, and so I don't know that Superman or yeah, yeah. Green Lanterns like really work in Nolan's Batman verse. So like. Yeah, I get that, it, you know. Yeah, it, um, and ba- the the funny thing about that is that Batman is basically like the only DC superhero besides maybe uh, Green Arrow that could work that way. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why the Green Arrow TV show has worked so well. Yeah, well, even though even, even though, though I am it's a big fan of the Flash and yeah, and I, yeah, and I was about to say even though I am a big fan of the Flash, like the Flash is 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 in my top five as well. Uh-huh. For me, it, it basically goes Spider Man then Superman then maybe the flash then you know batman and then like a couple of other characters you know wolverine mm-hmm. well, not wolverine but like you know interesting no, characters it. like nightcrawler um, and stuff like that but yeah going back to like us wondering about all that uh they had been the word on the street was that they were pitching around a Shazam movie like um, the, again, like back during this time, DC wouldn't outright say that they were trying to make a cinematic universe. Um, even though we were like kind of hoping that was going to happen. Uh, and then Green Lantern didn't do well and it wasn't that great. Uh, so I thought it was uh, the interesting thing about that is I actually thought that that movie was decent. I, I feel like the the villains 
They picked a really lame villain to start with. Like, they literally could have just done Atrocitus, and it probably would have been way better. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I, if you're like, if you're gonna do the whole like, and intergalactic, Ryan is, per, is perfectly cast as yeah, Green Lantern. If like. you're gonna, yeah, he's 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 great. Uh, I, I almost think like if you're gonna do the whole like intergalactic police force, it's better to have him like in the first movie, just pit pit them up against the na- the natural, you know, opposite, an intergalactic yeah. space criminal. So just have. Like not this not don't get into all this weird spirit stuff that like Green Lantern gets into later on. Like the really like, like IO or- cosmic yeah, like the weird cosmic forces sort of like warring with each other kind of thing. Parallax like, and Ion. Yeah, like and- don't get into that. You know, just focus on something really like down to earth, like eye roll, <laughs> right? Like just have Atrocitus like in the you know, in that whole thing. Happen. Which is what Captain Marvel did. Like that's that's something that Captain Marvel did. They kept it on. It's this is a very personal. Yeah. Like it's not a big galactic thing. It's yeah. just like a like, small we'll, group of people. They're like, we'll get there. We gotta we gotta get yeah. her through the door so that when you watch Endgame, you know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, and that's so, one of the things that I think that Shazam did really well is it kept it very personal. Yes. It is a um, very it is a very small story. Yeah. It's. Uh, and it and it's a really good story about how uh like people people use power or like people um I'm having trouble putting words to it like how people can how, how like different paths people take like when they're young uh yeah it's 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 like it's it's one of those things where um there, obviously everybody has heard the saying that uh power absolute power corrupts absolutely what i i I don't actually believe that i think that the more power you give someone the more you see what's already inside them so i feel like if you give someone that's why you have things like you know you'll you'll hear about like these old medieval kings who like really turned things around and like treated the serfs and the lower classes like really well and like lifted them up. Like you, you wouldn't have things called golden ages if there weren't, if it wasn't possible to do good mm-hmm. with a high degree of power. Um, by the same token, you get dictators that same way, you know. And and I I for one actually, feel, this is getting into a huge political thing. I actually think it is possible to have something called a benevolent dictatorship, where somebody actually cares about the good of the people and has absolute power and you can get maybe as close as you possibly can to a utopia on this planet but it's too it's too easy to abuse so we basically never see that work um okay anakin settle down (laughs) (laughs) i mean i but the the problem with anakin wasn't his belief it's because his belief in that sort of a system it was it was freaking palpatine in that chair that's the problem all right you centrist but yeah i'm not i'm not actually a centrist but uh no that's the that that that's what they're called in star wars oh okay okay but yeah Palpatine sucked but the empire could be cool well they're centrist i'm not necessarily saying that because you got all these regional leaders and dictators that the regional governors now have complete control control yeah yeah, and and they were all a bunch of shit heels. So that's you know 
Yeah. That's also a problem. Anyway. But but basically what I'm saying is Sam. this movie is about is about like how the inner workings of someone is exposed by the situations that they find themselves in. Mm-hmm. Different people react differently and it isn't just the power that's a problem. Although it can be. But th- this this movie is about choice. It's about who you want it's about who do you want to be and well yeah it's also about how to like how to make a difference in that too uh it is also about growing up it in a way like the this movie is the story that we've been telling for thousands of years right which is why i think it works so well (laughs) the hero's journey i mean yeah but like the, the hero's journey in and of itself is more of a description of of right? life of a thing yeah of life yeah. like people who never complete it never really like grow up they're the they're the like the villain of this movie never grew up you know you don't understand what i mean like he never well before we get into of... too much of like <laughs> huh before we get into like too much of that like yeah do you have any other final spoiler free oh, well, thoughts I, I remembered i was gonna say like when we were first hearing about this movie back when like green lantern and stuff was coming out like originally we were hearing like we hadn't really heard anything about it other than it was probably going to have black adam in it and that the rock was going to be black adam which is like yes uh and then what we had heard at some point was that they had thrown the script out and were thinking about doing a darker version of Shazam and I was like really mad about that because yeah I'm like that is just not the character right it feels like a betrayal of the character it would be like if you make a dark Superman movie? Kind of. I, I mean, it, yeah, it would be like if Superman was like a dark character who like exacted which, revenge on which people. Which James Gunn is, was James Gunn is now doing. <laughs> I know, but that, With that bright burn movie. That's cool, right? I, I, I yeah. think that's a really cool. Because he's not actually Superman. It's not actually Superman. It's more like the myth of Superman. Yeah twisted on its head into a horror movie i think that's a really cool yeah. uh pl- like take and play on uh things that we all sort of as a society like stories we've all heard for like almost a hundred years now right uh but it would like, be like if you actually made that a superman movie like an official superman movie. yes it's like well that's not because right. that the Brightburn character is obviously not superman it's like a twist on the superman myth that we've all come to understand over the last 80 years it's basically what if Lex Luthor was right? The movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That movie does look cool, though. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Uh, but like, I was, I was, I've been super worried about Shazam, and then like with all the DC stuff, and I knew they were still making it. I was just like, man, I, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna pull it off, right? Yeah. And then, um, I remember seeing the first poster where Zachary Levi like sipping on the, on the like on the soda. Slurpee. Yeah. I went, okay, like a little less worried. That looks pretty cool, but I'm still kind of worried. And then the first trailer dropped at Comic-Con and that was when I was like, okay, I'm getting a little less nervous, but I'm, but I'm still kind of like, this could be, you know, like they could, they could, this could just be like yeah. joke city, right? You know, like yeah, it, it yeah. could be, it could, it could be like a little too much. Um, and then the second trailer dropped and I went, okay, I think they actually nailed it. And then I saw, I knew a bunch of people that got to see it before it came out and they were all telling me like, you're going to love it. 
they nailed it it's amazing and then yeah. i watched it and i was i was like yes they did it it's, it's great so so that i mean that must be amazing because like, for big like we were talking about earlier for big green lantern fans like there still hasn't been like a really <laughs> knock it out of the and i love movie, green like, lantern and i'm like please like green lantern could be the coolest uh you know uh like it's series so good. Yeah. or something like it's really it really does well as long form storytelling it's almost like x-men in a way where like green lantern almost feels like it thrives a bit outside of the dc universe like yeah like it almost could just be its own comic book universe where like it's x-men like, i feel it's like, like have you read have you read captain marvel it's like captain marvel or um like captain marvel comics or like guardians of the galaxy it's like they're just doing their own thing yeah like they're they're not around all the time they're just out in space just doing whatever i feel like x-men are a little diminished when they are interacting more with the larger marvel universe i feel like the x-men mythos is so deep and so uh like expanded upon that it almost works as its own thing and doesn't really need the rest of marvel to exist like it could I mean, just be yeah. its own universe and like i almost feel you like look at the freaking x-men movies like there's enough there to dig into yeah like that if X- spider-man showed up that would be really weird that movie series as much as we're kind of like all right it's winding down now and it hasn't been like super great because it's they've kind of been making the same like early 2000s movie for the last 20 years they made yeah. 20 years of movies yeah so like there's something to be said about that, right? That's an impressive, that's an impressive uh, uh, body of work. But like, I don't know. I, I, I there are certain superhero franchises where I almost feel like, yeah, you you don't ne- really need, like, I don't need Wolverine and Spider-Man to interact. I would almost prefer it if they never did. <laughs> like, but I know I'm in the, I'm I not a like huge Wo- Marvel fan, and I'm not like I'm not part of that fan base but i almost feel that way about green lantern sometimes too even though i like the fact that like uh, you know green lanterns and the justice league like do stuff together i almost feel like the green lantern mythos and stories are so vast and there's so many characters and so many worlds and planets that like it almost acts as a as its own universe outside Mm -hmm. of the dc universe that just sort of crosses over every so often you know like it almost could just be its own thing but yeah. Anyway, do we want to actually so talk shaz- about this movie? So Shazam. <laughs> yeah. So so you would I I would wholeheartedly recommend people see it. Yes. Um, I think it's really fun. Uh, it do, it has a good mix of like, uh, comic book um, optimism and uh, humor, but also horror at the same time and yeah and like realism and stuff. darkness yeah and uh no parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i it does a really good job of juggling a lot of different things into a very cohesive narrative that works on a lot of levels and i and i highly recommend it so I actually watched this movie in a thing called Screen X. Are we are um, we are we cutting off? Is this the cutoff? Uh, yeah, I guess I can talk about this in spoilers. Um, all right, leave now. So go watch. So it. all right, all right, yeah. So we are now going to get into full spoiler discussion. Um, now is the 
absolute final time to stop the podcast, go see the movie, uh, because we're going to go and get into spoiling the heck out of Shazam in three, two, one. Here we go. So I I went and saw this movie at uh, in Screen X. Have you heard of this? I'm going to guess that it's akin to the... Um we have a we have a, ch- a theater chain here in California called Cinemark, and they have a thing called XD, and I'm going to assume that it's like that. <laughs> uh, we have Cinemarks down here, but I went to an Edwards. Uh, yeah, I don't know what an Edwards is. Cinema. So. Uh, Screen X is there are certain parts of the movie where uh, actually here I'll drag I'll drag a photo in so you can see. One of the things that this does is at certain parts of the movie. Um. Uh, the image will move from just the screen in front of you and it will also be projected on the walls beside you. Uh, so it, this only happens a couple of times during the movie. Uh, this was actually because of a mix up. I meant to go see it just in the regular, uh, in a, like a regular theater. Uh-huh. Um, but there weren't any available at the time that I needed to see the movie. Um, so I went and saw it in screen X. It was like twice as much as a normal ticket and it was really cool. I would say maybe go see one really cool bombastic movie in this format and then like, don't bother doing it again. Cause like it's, I definitely don't think it's, it doesn't happen often enough to like really justify the ticket price. But the scene early on when, um, when Thad is in the back seat. Um, and it like turns to him, like the, the, the linings on the walls of the doors of the like station wagon that they're in, like shoot out. And so it looks like we're sitting in the back seat, like with him. And it was very weird. And the same thing happened when, um, the wizard Shazam called him in and all the windows froze up. Like it just showed the ice freezing the windshield and then also the things along the sides of the theater. So it was unnecessary, but it's still pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was very, it was weirdly immersive. Um, I'm not weirdly because like, I'm sure that's what they're going for, but it was like very, it was very immersive in like these key moments. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was cool, but like paying $20 instead of like eight for a movie ticket for just that. It's like, I don't think it was worth it. You know, it's funny that, like, these kind of things seem new, but, like, theaters have been trying to do these kinds of gimmicks for as long as they've been a thing. Like, yeah. And they they asked me if I wanted to see it in 4D. Are you familiar with this? Like, they, no. they had said, like, oh, so it's the one where it's basically they make it Star Tours, the movie. They oh, have God. moving seats, and then they also, like, splash water on you at, at parts and stuff. And I'm just like... The, literally the only movie I would ever do that for was Aquaman, and I'm very glad that I didn't do it for that. <laughs> God, cleaning like those so, must be such a pain. Like that sounds like cleaning like a, a adult movie theater. Like that must be just a nightmare. Oh no. <laughs> but you get what that I'm saying. Sound, like, yeah, that, that all just sounds so, awful. Yeah. yeah. Germ like, I City. I just want to watch a movie. Yeah. How about if I just watch the movie? Yeah. My, my, my 3d, 4d experience is I bought freaking popcorn and I'm going to eat it during the movie. Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. That's what's your my go-to, immersive. What's your go-to? Like I always buy snacks. What's your go-to thing? 
Okay, so my buy? go-to, the place, so the Regal Cinema that I'm at has like a membership thing that you can be a part of. Yeah. And you earn like bonus points and stuff, and that can get you like really cheap popcorn bonus and drinks points. and stuff. My go-to is a large popcorn because you can get a refill. Uh and a large Sprite because I think that popcorn and Sprite really go well together. Uh, they, they really, really pair well um, together. So that's that's what I do. I don't get any candy or anything okay. like that. Audrey is a big fan of Dr. Pepper slushes. So she'll either get like okay. a Dr. Pepper slush or Slurpee or like a, or like a Coke slush. Yeah. So that's what she's into. Cool. Very different from me. What do you do? So Nicole usually gets a soda, which I don't drink a lot of soda anymore. So I, I try to avoid it at all costs unless like I'm on vacation or I just, you know, there's nothing to drink. Uh, I try to avoid soda now um, just because like it's weird. Like when you don't drink soda for a long time, you take one sip and you're like, oh, this is like syrup. <laughs> yeah it's like not as it's not as uh it's not as refreshing anymore it's like ugh. So this is just like yeah um but occasionally i'll i'll you know i'll get one just on special occasions or like when i'm on vacation right um hmm. but like i'll usually get like a bottle of water and she'll get a soda and then we both get like it's called a small popcorn but it's really a medium um because the small is called junior but uh, we get the small popcorn because we usually eat it and then we're like done. We don't want refills. Um, and then I'll get either bunch of crunch or th- uh, junior mints, which I love. Oh, junior mints! I never had a junior mint until this latest time that I rewatched Seinfeld. Really? And and then I went out and the next time I was at a convenience store I bought a thing of Junior Mints. They're very good. Dude, Junior Mints were like my Junior Mints and York peppermint patties were like my favorite candy when I was a kid. And uh I well, still you're a cool dude. Yeah, I'm like, cool. I'm so cool. Uh so I still Minty rock fresh. I still rock the Junior Mints now. Um and the, or a bunch of crunch depending on how I'm feeling. And then uh Nicole always gets the um they're like the ropes with the filling in them. They're like, uh, they're, 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 there's kazoozles, and then there's like the sweet tart sweet ropes or whatever they're called. What? You've never had them? So they're almost like licorice, but they're filled with... Kazoozles sounds like something from the wizarding world of Harry Potter. <laughs> they're very good. They're, they're, ba- they're like sweet licorice filled with um, like... Peanut butter. No... They're, they're, I don't know how to describe it. It's like almost. It's like a. It's like a soft. It's like a softer licorice, basically, kind of. But they're very good. They they're very huh. very good. Um, and these are called kitten caboodles. They're called. There's two. So there's kazoozles. I don't remember kazoozles. who makes those. But then there's uh, the one that you'll see most places is sweet tarts, sweet ropes. They're very good. Um, kazoozle anyway shazam <laughs> shazam i see the thing is i have to say kazoozle and then that's when i get my magic powers yeah kazoozle oh they're right. wonka yeah okay um so we've talked about going to the theater and yeah. seeing weird screens and getting kazoozles yeah uh i don't even know where to begin but i really liked this movie I liked the villain. I liked how they... Uh, I was expecting it to be Black Adam, and I was really surprised that it well, wasn't. 
they mention Black Adam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and they they like, show we him. gave a guy our power, and then he freaking opened Pandora's box. Yeah. Uh, which I was like, cool. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but in the credits, uh, Dwayne Johnson is an executive producer of the movie. Is he really? So we might yeah. still get the Rock. I think we're as still Black getting Adam? Black Adam at some point. Like I think we'll probably get him in the sequel. But, but here's the thing: they queued up, especially uh, at the end of the movie and in the and in the post credit scene, they queued up a different villain. Yeah, Mister Mind, who is a long running villain of uh, of Shazam. So like. Mr. Mind is basically this this super intelligent caterpillar. <laughs> basically, like That is so bonkers. Again, like it's it's crazy, but like it's uh he he's like he basically like can I, I at least from what I've un- what I understand um is that he like convinces people to like do work for him basically. Uh, and so like he, you know, he'll whisper in people's ear and they think it's like their, their mind or whatever, you know, telling him to do stuff. Um, so he's not like mind controlling people, but he, uh, he, uh, he, he's like the super intelligent villain. Um, and he's been around since like the early, early days of Shazam, like when Fawcett comics was still publishing. It, like back before the DC lawsuit and all that stuff. Um, same with Dr. Savannah. Although, uh, Dr. Savannah back in the day, just kind of a, you know, just a, just a villain, like a, like a, you know, a, a mad scientist, basically. Like a Lex Luthor type? Yeah, I, I liked the way... Which like, probably didn't help them in the case. I think but. it would have been kind of... I don't think the movie would have worked as well if he was just normal ass Dr. Savannah, right? Like, yeah, it would have been kind of cheesy. The reason that Dr. Savannah in the way that he's presented in uh, in this movie with like, you know, uh, getting all the power of the seven deadly sins and stuff is like he is what Billy will become if he stays on his current path. And the idea is like Billy has to not only fight that desire within himself, he has to fight it outwardly in the form of magical Dr. Savannah, right? So, and yeah. that's, par- that's part of why the movie works so well and why the villain is so, like, compelling and stuff. So, like, yeah. I, I actually really liked how they how they changed up that villain. Um, in the first so part does of the he movie... Normally, does huh? he normally not have any powers? No, I think he's literally just a just like a mad scientist um i think in a recent con- how does a mad scientist and a caterpillar who whispers into people's ears fight this god that you know they just they find ways i mean there's reasons that they haven't really um they haven't really been villains like around my i mean mr mind has been kind of around but like not not as big like black adam sort of is the the villain the tentpole villain for shazam kind of going forward just you know because he they're he, like they're like green lantern yeah, versus sinestro it's like the you know if you were going to put it in terms of like jedi like you know uh black adam is the jedi who fell from grace like so so it's, this is this is basically obi-wan versus uh darth vader or no it's actually it's actually luke versus darth vader yeah sort of yeah kind of yeah 
So like he's the he's the one who went before. He's <laughs> experienced. He's yeah. better. The young upstart's gonna do it with the power of positivity. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I like I liked that stuff a lot. Um, I liked the. It's funny because I saw one of the twists in the movie coming from like even before I saw the movie, and it's only because a friend of mine was like, "Do you remember the?" new 52 jeff johns like shazam thing like that book and i went yeah and he's like it's basically that and he was right (laughs) uh it's almost basically that book just put on screen um obviously they changed a lot of stuff but like the there's a part in that in that book where he's like oh i can't defeat everyone so let me make all these people like part of the marvel family right like oh okay interesting like oh mary marvel and and all these and all the other kids right so that so like i knew that was coming like the minute they're like here's our foster family right because that was the big twist for me that i never saw coming i heard i thought was so cool she got so excited uh and i and i it it was hype as hell i was like all right this is i i knew it was coming but it didn't it didn't make the moment like any less cool um I liked I liked them all like oh man I'm like all grown up and I liked that the fat kid was all the like muscly was, like, and good looking ridiculously and it, yeah yeah it was so funny um, everybody grew up to be ridiculously hot yeah super gods yeah. like by the way the Santa the whole Santa Claus like bit that that through line was, was so good was so funny it was like every time you thought that they were done with that joke he would be back it's like nope yeah, he's back like, he's like oh my god I can't get away. Yeah. <laughs> It was so good. Um, so I kind of saw that coming, but I thought, like, one of the things I thought was really smart about the script, too, was, like, the whole uh, them putting their hands in the middle of the table. Yeah. And then, like, Billy not wanting to do it, and then that's what ends up, like, saving the day at the end was, like, them yeah. all putting their putting hands, their hands together. In, yeah. So I was like, wow, what a great... Well, and then they, yeah, and then they go back and then he's like, he's like fully embraced it and he initiates it and stuff. It's, it is very, it, this, the craziest thing about Shazam is it, 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 it goes through that traditional, very rote, very overdone, like kind of, oh, I'm warming up to the family. Oh, I'm antisocial and then that stuff, but it does it without feeling forced. Um, Mm -hmm. to me at least, which is like the easy pitfall that a lot of these movies fall into, which is like, you know, you get doing this sort of a thing, you get it. And then it's just like, oh, I'm a team player now. And like, it feels like it's too quick. The same as when Anakin falls from grace in revenge of the Sith. It's like, this is too fast. Like we've had three movies to do this and it still feels like you turned on a dime. Feels different when you watch clone wars. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot more time. But you Anakin. get what I'm saying. But I get I get what you mean because like, and, it's like uh, it's so easy to screw up those turns, and I feel like they nailed it. Yeah, um, um, and it, I think with Savannah, you sort of felt you felt for him a little, uh, but you also because he's in didn't. a terrible situation. Yeah, but then he he takes it way too far back in the other yeah. direction. But yeah. that's the that's what I think is so cool about the like the message of the movie is that like. Um, he's sympathetic, but he's still wrong. Like the, I, I think it's the idea that, uh, your fam, like part of it is like your family shapes you because like they don't. And, and I, I like, 
I'm a, I'm a kind of a sucker for like um uh, uh like found family stories if if that makes sense like where yeah uh family is sort of what you make it because a lot of people do come from screwed like up Harry families. Potter and stuff yeah and they find solace and love with within the company of other people and so like that's why a lot of and I'm sure a lot of my best friends would agree. Like I, we feel a lot more like a family than a group of friends. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and I, and I, so I sort of like love that those kinds of narratives and like Shazam specifically too, is like, comes from an orphan, like he's an orphan. So it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little different. And it also makes a lot of the other stuff sort of makes sense. Um, just and that's honestly story. that's that's part of the reason why i think that that twist at the end when he gave everyone else he gave when the whole group had the powers of shazam that's the re- the reason that the only reason that that works is because he's they've invested in these relationships throughout the movie it is not a movie about billy batson it is a movie about billy in response to his new brother his new sisters you know what i mean like it, it is it is it is Billy in relation to his school. It's in relation to his birth mother. It's in relation to the various people who have taken him in. It is, it is Billy's connections with these different people and the fact that he initially, he turns these people away, but then he has to rely on them because he's stuck in Shazam. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so, so he has to rely on, I don't remember the, um, the, the kid with the, um, the cane. What's his name? Uh, God, I was just thinking about it too. I yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, I, re- I basically remember Mary and Billy, and then <laughs> the uh, and then Thad, and that those are basically yeah. the only names that you I know. know and Shazam. Uh, what's funny is uh, because I like uh, like in the very first scene, like scene where uh, is it like Philip or something? No. Let me let me look it up while you talk. Anyway, uh, when Savannah as a kid like first goes to the hall of the uh, the wizards, right? Um, yeah. I loved seeing the glass case with Mr. Mind in it. Yeah. And I knew like nobody else in my audience was like, what's that caterpillar? But I was like, see, I, I saw that and I was like, I was like, what the, I mean, that's obviously an important thing. That's obviously like an in-universe like callback or something. So that's definitely something. Yeah. And and I liked that later on when Billy goes like the case is cracked and he's gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Freddy. Yeah. Oh, Freddy. That's right. Freddy was great. Uh, Freddy was great. And his relationship with Billy is what the entire movie is based on. Uh, like, it's... it's Yeah. It's Billy's relationship with himself and his own powers. And then his relationship with Freddy is what kind of grounds him in the family and stuff. And then Darla helps the um, the little girl. Uh-huh. Uh, who, oh, my who God. Darla his- was so cute. She was, and she kept his secret, and then she's like, she's like, you figured it out yourself. It was, like, yeah. such a great moment yeah. of, like, of, like, I, my little sister has been that way. Like, yeah. she has done that. And I'm just like, ah, you suck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, but, but you get it. Um, I, I loved all that. It's funny, too, because when, uh, when you, when he first comes to the house, and they're, like, introducing him to all his new brothers and sisters and stuff, and you see Mary, and she's like... Uh, and she says her name i immediately was like mary i was like probably the only one i was like it's mary marvel it's like she's gonna get superpowers at some point like oh interesting oh so you knew right then mary marvel is like 
in some uh, in some canons, uh, actually Billy's sister. Uh, really? Yes. Who gets power? And so, so like, hang on, let me find. So you think there's a there's a likelihood that they're related in this universe? No, not in this universe. I just okay. I am saying in some of the in some of the canons because DC has restarted its universe many times. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Marvel, which has had the same New Fifty Two and Rebirth yeah. both happened in like Marvel the last ten years. Marvel has basically only restarted once. And it was in the late 60s, early 70s when the Silver Age began. Uh, Although, yeah, like uh, around there is when it's kind of considered like this is when the canonical Marvel Universe starts, even though like they had been publishing comics in like the 30s and stuff. And then there was the thing when like superhero, no one cared about superheroes. So like Marvel was basically publishing like Westerns and horror books uh, and like uh, like romance books for like teenage girls and stuff. Uh, they they abandoned superheroes until like yeah the the sixties seventies when uh, DC was starting to come back with more superhero stuff. They started publishing superhero stuff again, and that's sort of when the canonical Marvel universe began. And they've basically ran that same universe like this whole time. Um, <laughs> whereas DC, every like maybe I don't know eight to ten years, it sort of gets restarted in a way uh there's usually some large event that sort of resets the entire canonical universe in some way um and so you get these different interpretations of the characters that are slightly more modern so they like dc if you're reading anything modern dc it's sort of keeping up with like the times in a way uh which you i mean think like is the- really fascinating Huh? You mean like you mean like the modern era of actual like reality? Or? Like it's sort of maintaining its its role as like modern myth. Oh, uh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Where so it's, it's like, not stuck in like some static place. It's yeah, like it's evolving. Not like we're in still their... representing the values of 1970s America. It's like no, we're like this is a new uh, Batman and a new Superman that are very much focused on the issues of today. Right. And they're not hampered by like the things they did back then. Uh, even like though that. technically those things happened, but uh, some sort of universe event occurred where it like it took it away, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, because there was some stuff like that that happened with Superman where it was like he he had some weird problems or something. And then something happened and it like wasn't the same. like like his his whole there have been costume changes. There have been power changes. Yeah. Like, and cause since rebirth, other, Superman got, got like his supernova power and stuff. Yeah. And the thing to remember too, is like the Marvel universe, other than the ultimate universe, the Marvel universe is the Marvel universe. Like that's it. Right. Yeah. Uh, DC is much different in that, uh, there are 52 different universes within the DC universe. There's the 52 earths basically yeah there's like earth and, one yeah and, and over the course of what's what's the earth that actually corresponds to like our earth because that exists i don't remember i don't remember because there is one where like there's there's a universe where there aren't any superheroes uh but then something happens and that's where superboy prime comes from it's very weird like it's very meta yeah um 
Yeah, there, there's a wiki that'll tell you like what all of the Earths are, and some of them don't have a lot of information. Like some of them are unknown, like Earth forty six. Yeah. Like yeah. no one really knows, and it tells you like the era it's from, like the Infinite Crisis era. Earth zero is populated by bizarro versions of various DC characters, and like mm. uh, there's a there's an Earth where like the Nazis won, and so like Superman and Supergirl are Nazis, but I think they're dead. Like. I think they killed them in Infinite Crisis or whatever. There's uh, there's one of the Earths where the Red Sun happened. Yeah, there's Earth 14, which was pre-Crisis, which is where the New Gods storyline took place, which if you don't know what the New Gods is, it's when Jack Kirby finally got fed up with Marvel and went to DC and they were like, hey, you can do literally whatever you want. And so he did this, like, he, he created Darkseid and, and, like, the New Gods and all that stuff, and it was, like, these two these two diametrically opposed planets like going to war with each other and stuff. So like there's a lot like the DC universe is very big and expansive and they, they haven't really tapped into all that stuff, but um, going back to uh, to Shazam. Yes. Mary Marvel in some, in some of the canonical universes has been his actual sister. And then at other times has just been part of like the foster family, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it kind of just depends on what, uh, what, which one you're reading. Um, I don't know anything about current Canon cause I don't really keep up with current Canon, uh, of DC comics. Although, uh, with the DC streaming service thing being the way it is and the fact that they're putting every DC comic ever on there that you can read on your iPad, I might... I might have to get an iPad. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, by the way. Huh. So at some convention, some comic convention. So they, they I don't, you know, DC has a streaming service, right? Um, it's like relatively cheaper. It's a lot cheaper than Netflix. It has like all their animated superhero movies. It has like all the Flash, all Green Arrow, all the Batman movies, like all that stuff on there. There's like Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, Batman Beyond, like all that stuff. Uh, for the on pack. Disney's streaming service? No, on DC's. Okay. DC's streaming service. Uh, they have say that none of those, like none of those Disney yeah, has. They have a collection to. of comic books that you can read, like really famous stories, right? Like Death and Return like, of Superman. Yeah, like big, big tentpole like stories that you would recognize. Crisis on Infinite Earth. You'd be like, yeah, Killing Joke, like Final Crisis, like all these things, right? I can yeah. read these. Like that's cool. Um, they announced recently that they are going to put all eighty years of DC Comics like on there, basically. Wow, that's uh, a great thing for for like conservation. Yeah, they did say, however, that. Um, Newer stuff will not be day and date. It will come. It will be added a year later. Okay. But if you're not super interested in keeping up to like super up to date on everything, I think yeah. that like that's cool. Like I, I almost want it just to be like. I wonder if that old Batman story I never read is any good, and you go back and read it, and then if you really like it, you can be like, oh, I want to get this in print, you know. Yeah. or something like i i think that's really cool um yeah we need to we need to keep talking about this movie and keep keep getting that's off true. track you get me every time i talk about comics i realize like how much i love comics and i start going off on on them and uh i uh i just i find them super interesting 
Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I believe Comics are pretty great. It. Um, so let's talk about the movie. So the the general idea is Billy runs away from home. He is he got lost and, and inducted into the whole system of foster care and stuff because he lost track of his mom at a carnival. Uh, he spends basically the rest of the movie trying to find her. Uh, he runs away from a lot of foster homes trying to find her. Um, because he's got this like platonic ideal of what a family should be. And it basically just involves him and his mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so over the course of the movie, I think they do a really good job of like, he, he doesn't give it up. So it remains believable for me of like, if I was a kid and I wanted to find my parents, I wouldn't give up either until I found what I was looking for. And it has like a really kind of poignant, painful moment. Uh, like right before the climax of the movie, like basically it's like the end of act two. Um, and that worked for me in a big way. And he, he was keeping distant, but you know, then he gets picked up by this wizard. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you could speak way more to this than I could mm -hmm. because the only things that I could say are things that if people are listening to this spoiler bit and they've already seen the movie, like they already know. By the way, this picture is from that Jeff Johns book and it's literally like that scene in the movie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pull this up. Oh, yeah. And like... Uh, Although Darla's you, way shorter in this than she was in the movie. Yeah. And then when you but read yeah. the, like, I haven't read that book in a long time, but it, it literally says, like, uh, Billy directs his power into into Mary, Freddie, and their foster siblings, Darla, Pedro, and Eugene during a fray with Black Adam. And I'm like, yeah, that's the movie. It literally the exact it's same thing as the movie. take change the villain. That's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of like scenes that I really enjoyed. Like I really loved the like discovering his powers and stuff. Yeah, I I I, uh, I really loved the like Seven Eleven, like the liquor store. Yes, that, that whole was great. scene was great. Because um, he hides behind his friend because he's still not used to yeah. thinking of himself as a hero. It, it's, it's there's a lot of great stuff. The whole oh shoot him in the face type yeah. thing. Like it's there's there's it's gold all over the place. Yeah, I loved the. Um, Cause we all did this. Uh, I loved when they go outside and they sip the beer and they like spit it out like immediately. And then they beer go back sucks. In. Or at least that's what we all thought. That's what you think. And then when you get older, you're like, Oh, this is great. Um, your taste buds change and yeah. you're like, Oh, okay. I can and do like, this. Oh, this tastes great. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause like I did the same thing with coffee. I tried coffee for the first time when I was like seven and I hated it. And now it's like one of my favoriteest things. So it's just, yep. I don't know. It's just a thing. But like, I love, I loved that. And then I, um, yeah, I, I loved all the like soup, the superpower testing. I was cracking up when, when it was like secret fire resistance. Yes. That was so good. The box on fire. Like that stuff was awesome. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It, it's like on it, 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 I mean, what's great about it, I think is just that, yeah, they do such a good well of like weaving in this really great, coming of age morality tale with like really good, genuinely funny humor. Like uh, what, what would a kid do? Yeah. 
if he looked like an adult and had superpowers. Well, exactly. first of all, beer. Second of all, strip club. Third of all, you know, like the strip club thing was great. Like I love because then it came back at the end. Yeah, when they're like, think about any place, and then it yeah. go to outside the strip club and you see the lightning. I, which so is so funny. crazy because to me it's like, oh, holy crap! Shazam can teleport. Like that's bonkers. Well, it was. Well, they were in the realm, right? It's so from, is it, he can only do it there? From that realm, I think the idea was like, because they had all the doors that were going to like different uh, dimensions and places, right? So I think the idea was like... But then like, why do you need the doors if you can just think your way? Because I think the idea is that the realm of the wizards is like outside of space-time. Like, huh. I don't know if that's true, but that's the uh, that's the way I thought of it. Like, it's not a physical... Well, it's a, it's it's like maybe a physical place, but it doesn't really exist like in our universe. It's sort of like outside. It's it. a magical place. Yeah, it's like it a, it's like a nexus of, yeah. that you can go to a bunch of other places too. So then, so like he has well, magical powers. He has the powers of the wizard. So it's like, does he? You know, he can he can just think about like where do you want to go, and he'll he'll go from that nexus, right? So then there's that, that then there's that whole subplot of like how many years has uh, Thaddeus been trying to get back there and like his whole scientific research group that he founds yeah. to get back there because he's passed over in the beginning. Like he, he is summoned in the same way that Billy is, except, except he isn't as, he isn't as desperate as he is when he summons Billy. And so he's like, all right, well, you're not, you're not good enough. Like you're not, you don't pass the test. He's, he's too easily tempted by the power of the sins. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, he's cast out and then he's like, I have to figure out my way back. And he eventually does, which is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like he, he puts together all these other stories from all these other kids who were called. Um, and you know, and all, all that sort of thing. And then eventually, you know, it, that gives birth to, all right, well, I'm going to force my way through. And then, you know, the sins get out in him. And then he starts, you know, doing that whole vendetta against his family, which like, who cares? Like he's so the crazy thing about about uh, the villain is that Mark Strong's character, who by the way, Mark Strong, amazing, I love he's him. Great, he's always villains and stuff. He's though. always great villains, like, like John Carter and this and like like literally everything he's ever in. Robert like, hey. Downey Jr.'s um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, they're like want to be a bad guy. I don't he know. He plays, just has like I'm sure he's a nice man in real life, but he has that like face, right? That he just, seems he seems incredibly nice. I I yeah. loved him as the like as the like vampire villain of Sherlock Holmes. Like that he was really great in that. Um, honestly, I feel like I've seen him where he's where he's a good guy. Um, I'm sure he exists. Was, I just when I when and he every, was also yeah. Every genre movie I see, he's always like a bad guy. But I think he channels that so well. I think that's one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and speaking of speaking of channeling something really well, Zachary Levi crushes it. He does, and is is the best person I've ever seen at acting like they're a kid. Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't remember what convention it was at, but my friend sat in on the Shazam panel. This was like before they'd even shown footage and stuff. And, uh, like, Zachary Levi was, like, drinking, like, a beer, like, on the stage, like, next to all the kids and stuff. And they asked the kids if they goofed off, like, during the set. And they were, like, honestly, they, like, pointed at Zachary Levi. They're, like, he's the one 
Like he goofed off like way more than anybody else did. Like during it's, the old like, thing. It's like, all right, that checks out. Yeah. It was like so basically cool. what you're saying is he's perfectly cast. Yeah, he's perfectly cast. Like yeah. the the crazy that like you 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 come across these things from time to time. You come across these like flawless castings. It's like Hugh Jackman is the Wolverine. Like if you look at his other stuff like in Les Mes or The Greatest Showman like that guy is Wolverine, like you wouldn't think of it. Sure. But it's flawless. Patrick Stewart as Professor X is perfect. Like, you know, Deadpool being Ryan Reynolds, like that is the perfect casting. And I, and I think Zachary Levi as Shazam is also perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I feel like we're just like rambling about like all the stuff that we love about this movie, which is, which is fine. Yeah. I think it's any, great. Uh, are there any big things that, you know, that you want to mention that we haven't gotten to, we haven't really broken down the plot, but like, I'm, I don't really know that we need to because it's no. just like people saw it. Yeah, they saw the movie. I liked the um, I liked the middle credit stinger. Uh, I thought that was cool. Which is was that the one with him in jail? Yeah, where he's like trying yeah. to get back. Um, he's writing the things over and over again. Yeah. And so the interesting thing about that is he's like uh, Mr. Mind was like on the side and he, he was like, he was like, so you think you, you're so primitive. You think that you think that, that what is it? Symbols and stuff like that. Are the like, only you ways? think that like, yeah, he's like these symbols and things are the only ways to, to magic, to get whatever. magic or like to gain magic or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, which is very, very interesting to me. And that kind of made me intrigued, uh, to find out, Okay, who is who is this character? Who is this who is this Mr. Mind? Which then obviously I looked up uh Caterpillar Shazam and like or like hey, who's that villain in the credit sequence? Yeah. Uh but the thing for me is like I really want to see Shazam versus Black Adam. But I feel like you need to he needs more experience under his belt before he can fight Black Adam. Or else he would just get worked. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. I guess. Mr. Mind also he's part of the Monster Society of Evil, which is basically like this super villain, uh, you know, like group that didn't didn't like Shazam. <laughs> That's it. It's just an anti Shazam group. I guess I I'm I'm trying to find the the uh, the Monster Society of Evil like group. Hang on, Monster Society of Evil. Okay. Earth S. I don't know what that is, but okay. It's not Earth 5 and it's just one of those Earth things? Earth S was World War 2? I don't know. Uh, 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 so while you're looking that anyway. up, a little bit of news that's come out is Shazam has made over $100 million so far. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a couple hours ago, oh. they said... Um, uh, the Mary Bromfield who played, uh, the adult version, uh, of Mary has apparently signed a five picture deal. Oh my God. So looks like we might get up. We might be getting a lot more of Shazam. Yeah. I mean, she could pop up in other movies. I mean, the, the, it's funny because it seems it, as much as it seems like the DC universe is sp- sort of splitting apart, like DC sort of learned their lesson 
in terms of trying to rush to market with a big crossover, right? Which is which is the biggest mistake because it, it was it like was DC the was mistake. DC was trying to do what Marvel had done, but they were trying to jump right into the they end. They tried to do it way investing. too late. Like they, it's funny because they had they had the opportunity to jump in right when Marvel was doing it. Like Marvel was only maybe two or three years in, and we knew that down the road, like there was going to be an Avengers movie, right? Like that's this is how far in we're talking. Like this is ten years ago, and like people kept asking at conventions, like, "Are you guys going to like work toward a Justice League movie? Like, what are your plans for a cinematic universe?" And they would always say, "Like, no comment." And then when they, by the time they came in, they ru- they rushed into things, thinking like, "Oh, just because it's Superman and Batman, like." as big as Marvel is like, you know, DC's heroes are arguably more iconic and more, Oh, way more iconic, more Dude, beloved Superman than a Batman. lot of the Marvel characters are like, yeah. didn't matter. Like the fact that like a lot of the movie audiences were not familiar with these characters and that the tones were all shifting. Like I'm not a big fan of Zack Snyder, but, and I'm saying, but here, like huge, but I would rather, have had him have complete like there's a lot of like back and forth about like him fighting with wb and like this is why these movies were so like weird is that like neither of them really got what they wanted i would rather that his vision had come to fruition and that they had not been good than to got get what we had got right like one of my main criticisms of the marvel movies and before i say this i like these movies please don't email me like I enjoy the Marvel movies. They don't really feel like they have anything to say. And they don't really feel like they take any risks. They all sort of feel super safe by the books. Like, the same. Like, I feel like almost every Marvel movie is kind of the same. What I've liked about DC so far is, like, everything feels wildly different. (laughs) Like... In both the best and worst ways. Like, Shazam exists in the same universe as Suicide Squad, and we kind of all just have to live with that, right? But, like... Yeah. But, like, Suicide Squad is also a victim of too many people thinking they want too many things and making, like, like, smashing three different movies together into a mess of a film, right? And, like... I, I'm like, I you know, I'd rather that someone somewhere had, a, like, the, the director had a vision for what they wanted this movie to look like, to feel like, and that they didn't feel like it needed to fit super cookie cutter into this, like, large universe, even though it could be part of a large universe. Like, I like that D- DC is, takes enough risks that, like, we could get a, I mean, Suicide Squad, you could argue, like, it was them trying to be as safe as possible, and maybe that that's what's backfiring, but, like, I like that they're they're doing this Shazam movie, and they're doing the Joaquin Phoenix Joker at the same time, right? They, yeah, which they are, feel could, so, could not be more tonally different. could not be more tonally different, but, like, I like that. I would rather they, like, they had something to say. And they tried really hard to make something different and unique, even if it failed. Like, even if they, even if they don't make a good movie out of it. Like, I would, ra- I would rather live in a world where they tried to just, like, like they got people to make movies that they that they wanted to make, 
and like see where we go from here. Like I don't necessarily like the like three movies a year that are all the same because we've got to get to the next big event next year and we're all and like each movie feels like an advertisement for the next movie, you know? It's just yeah. another advertisement for the next movie and it just keeps going like I don't know. I'm I'm very inter- I think that people are going to start like after Endgame cuz like I feel like the last 10 years have been building up to this, right? We've all been waiting for Endgame. Uh I feel like once Endgame ends, I don't know if people are going to be as inter- interested in Marvel movies. I mean, they might be. They might still come and watch them, but like I don't necessarily think they'll be like billion dollar movies anymore. And like I'm really interested in what DC Why do you think does that? in this. Cuz I I think people are starting to kind of get tired of it. Like I I think people in our sphere uh, our our you know our nerd circle all go watch them and are like yeah these are our movies but like I think normal people are just kind of getting exhausted of them like I I know some people who are like yeah I like my I, my cousins like saw that there was another Avengers movie coming out and they were just like Jesus Christ I just saw the last one like you know and yeah. it it's sort of getting to the point where like it's becoming a, like a little, a little much like three movies that all feel the same every year is getting a little much, which is why I think like as much as DC hasn't really made until wonder woman and especially until Shazam hasn't made a great movie until like those where they've had like a vision or like a director that's willing to like fight them tooth and nail. like Patty Jenkins. The reason wonder woman works so well is because Patty Jenkins fought tooth and nail to keep scenes like the trench scene in the movie, which WB tried to cut like the entire through the entire production. They tried That's to get literally the best scene in the entire movie. I know. And that is what's, crazy right like that's why w w doesn't get to make decisions anymore (laughs) yeah that's why you think about it and you're like man it makes sense all of a sudden why things like justice league feel and like batman v superman don't feel right like they don't feel like super cohesive like there's a like there's someone at the helm with a vision right yeah and as much as Zack snyder's vision might have been different and dark and not what people wanted at least it was at least there was someone saying something on the other end, right? There wasn't well, yeah, just and like, this, and like, you like, look at, you, know, you look malaise. at, like, Man of Steel, and it's, like, for as bad as I thought those movies were at the time because they were so tonally out of step with what I was expecting, because, for me, the best Superman, the best new Superman movie is Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. Although... Because it captures the feeling. A movie of based the, on who it. I love Brandon Routh though. I, I I I love him as Superman too. I think he's great. I think he is everything amazing. else. Amazing. Like he got Kevin Spacey. He got Brian I thought Kevin Singer. Spacey was a great uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, but he's not a great person. <laughs> like, oh no 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 no. And uh, but, and then you like, got Brian Singer, who is apparently also not a great person. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not of, gonna. There's a yeah. lot of things that kind of stain the legacy of that movie, but there's a lot of but, things that I like about that movie. But he, but that feeling of Superman, like right. I haven't seen a movie where I was like, that guy is Superman. Right. Since then, like I actually think, uh, uh, God, what, why am I Henry Cavill? Name? 
I think Henry Cavill's a really good Superman. I just don't think they're giving him the the material. I think he's a good Superman. I don't think he's a good Clark Kent. Um, I mean, because sure. he doesn't because like, he doesn't play them any different. And whereas, like Brandon Routh, like you you see it in his eyes, like you right. see it, and you're like you're like he's not being himself as Clark Kent, and that's the point, right? Like, whereas, like, with Henry Cavill, it's like, hey, I'm just going to show up here and be this, be, <laughs> and, be and, Superman and writing out a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. It's so dumb. And that is the biggest disconnect because the biggest, the biggest part about Superman is, like, who he is as Superman and then how he deals with everything else. And I feel like, uh, like, Brandon really captured that in Superman Returns. And that, that was that. Now... As much as like as much as that is the case, and as much as I'm not a super huge fan, uh, uh, I'm not. I don't hate Henry Cavill. I think he did he did a decent job in Man of Steel. But as much as I don't like Batman versus Superman or Justice League, going back and revisiting um, Man of Steel after watching those movies, after watching like the more recent collaborative movies. Like Man of Steel is so much better than Batman versus Superman or Justice League. Like so much better. Right. And even then, you know, even then I feel like it falls short a lot of the time. So like for me, it's it's Shazam is number 1 with a bullet for sure. Um I think Wonder Woman is right behind it and then maybe Man of Steel and then Aquaman and those are basically like the only ones that I would even kind of recommend that people see. Right. I mean, we'll but, see, like, Aquaman was a huge hit. And it had parts that were good. It's just, like, the chemistry didn't feel like it existed at all. And, like, there was just a lot of... There were... Uh, Black Manta was the best thing that happened in that movie. I know, I didn't see it yet, but... Okay. Uh, Black Manta is literally the the um, the really, truly great part of that movie. Everything else is okay. Mm-hmm. And the scene... There, there's a scene where he's in the ancient throne room uh, when he's trying to get that trident. That's another really great scene. Uh, but yeah, but but for, for me, I'm kind of tracking with you where like I'm okay with things taking a different tone, but like the cameo, like they have a freaking Superman cameo at the end of Shazam and it's amazing. Like it's so perfect. You have all, you know, you have all of this stuff and it's just like, yeah, I would love to see a movie that had Superman and Shazam in it. Like, give me that. Like, I mean, you might at some point, but we'll see. I mean, it seems like it seems like they're soft, sort of soft rebooting their movies or that or they are sort of because Batman's out. I mean, Batman is yeah. out, but uh, Ben Affleck is out. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's like, like he wasn't going to get to make the movie he was going to make that everyone said was incredible. Uh, the uh, like, like uh, Aff- Ben Affleck, who made The Town, which is an amazing movie. Uh, the Town wrote, is a crazy movie. Yeah. Wrote a Batman script. Like, think about that. Wrote a Batman movie. And like, I would love to see Batman in the town. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was gonna make a. He was gonna make like a like that a would mad, basically yeah, the, be like another the writer director of the town was, was making a Batman movie, and like that would basically be another 
a Dark Knight movie. We'll see. I mean, we will. Well, I guess we won't. We, but like, we won't see. But that that's what it. But that's according what that to is people like. who read it, it was like incredible. Like Kevin Smith read it and said it was the best Batman script he'd ever seen. And Come like, on. And then I, 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 I know he's friends with Ben Affleck, but like. That's now we don't get it. Yeah, we don't ah. get it. And and we weren't going to get it because of WB making a lot of like bad decisions. But like ah. the good news is we found out that WB's president was kind of a piece of garbage and now that he's gone. So so hopefully we'll get something better. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. It, it seems like lately, like at least with the last couple movies that DC's made, like Wonder Woman, Aquaman and now Shazam, like they're making they've the- all been at least good or decent good they've, yeah, yeah they've been at least decent and then shazam is like the first really great one yeah uh and we'll see with joker i think joker looks awesome i don't know how you feel i'm i'm not i'm not convinced but i'm i'm open to being convinced yeah so like i couldn't i couldn't have cared less about this movie when they were talking about it ahead of yeah. time but now that i've seen what they're making they're ma- you know and it, this isn't connected to the larger dc universe at all either which is so it's like that is like so all these decisions are like so weird to me i know but like at this point it's like it's like why like why wouldn't you but at this point like maybe maybe they don't think they can but well like i mean dc does their elseworld stuff all the time and those are some of the best things they ever make like like Superman Red Sun is probably one of my probably my favorite Superman comic ever. Like mm. and that's not a canonical tale or like, you know, that doesn't like that's an Elseworlds thing. And so I'm I'm like um I'm really curious to see like how they brand this movie because if it is this like we're going to just let we're going to let them make this fucked up Joker movie, you know? I'm I'm super interested in that. Like when when do we get other stuff like that, you know? And especially if Joker does really well, which it probably will. Like what other weird like do we get a uh, new It is it is arguably a movie about the most famous comic book villain ever. Like yeah, like one of the most iconic characters in in, in fiction. In, in fiction, yeah. Uh like I and, and and it's being made without any of the restrictions of the cinematic universe. It's being made by people that just want to tell like a really good Joker story. And like I realize that the Joker origin story has been done a lot, but this one at least looks different enough, right? It looks like where I, it's like he's he's not a he's not a bad guy. He's just been beat up like one too many times. Yeah, and he's kind he's sort of like losing it. Well, it's like that's the line in Killing Joke. It's like the only difference between Batman and Joker was like one bad one well, bad yeah, day. That right? was the thing the Joker said. The difference between you and me is one bad day, or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, whereas Shazam is like a freaking you know. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> Although now that we've been talking about the Joker, me saying that sounds really creepy, so I'm just not going to say that. The what? But yeah. I was going to say, we were literally just talking about Joker, and then I said turn that frown upside down. So that sounds like really creepy and threatening, but that's not how I meant it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
so yeah, um, man, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say. We've just been talking about like contextualizing everything. Oh, I guess, I guess like comparing it like to, uh, uh let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought, it, so I thought it was interesting. A lot of people compare it to Wonder Woman. Uh, Shazam is, here are some thoughts that I was, that I was messaging with my siblings and stuff. So I was saying, uh, you know, comparing all of these movies to each other, Shazam is definitely more fun. Um, both Wonder Woman and Shazam both have issues. Both have bad CG. Wonder Woman had bad accents, but I think Shazam avoids feeling forced, which is something I felt in Wonder Woman. They're definitely the top two recent DC films. I think I'd put Shazam as number one because it channels the best parts of Spider-Verse, inclusivity and straight up goofy fun. Where I think Wonder Woman falls in line with a movie like Black Panther. Um, It's fun, but it's also about a lot of heavy stuff. War um, for Wonder Woman, isolationism and racial social issues for Black Panther. Uh, And then I wrote down something which which came to me after, after I left the theater when I was thinking about these two. Uh, that, that Billy and Diana are like polar opposites. Billy is a jaded kid who thinks the worst of people and is proven wrong. And Diana is a naive adult who thinks the best of people and is proven wrong in some ways. But also proven right. In a lot also of proven ways. right. But, all, but yeah. at the end of the movie, she's proven wrong because it wasn't Aries that was doing all this stuff. It was people. Yeah. Well, it's like the idea is like, yeah, people are what gave Aries his power. In a way. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was like a really interesting inversion of like, you know, a kid, uh, you know, a a jaded kid and a naive adult both coming to realizations about the world at large in their movies. And those end up being the two best DC movies that we have. Right. It's just very interesting. Well, because they represent what a lot of Marvel movies have forgotten, which is growth and change and consequence. Like... I think Marvel hasn't had any consequences uh, uh, since, like, phase one. Like, nothing... Since Winter Soldier, basically? Not even like, hey, that. guess what? Like, Everybody's what? Hydra. Yeah, and then Hydra's gone, and then what? Like, that's the problem with Winter Soldier. It's like, they set up the movie as to be, like, Cap against S.H.I.E.L.D., because S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, arming themselves, and then Cap is like, oh, this isn't, this isn't freedom, like, this is tyranny or whatever, right? And then, but then it's like, no, the, the, the villain of the movie is actually just the Nazis has been fighting the whole time. Hmm. Like, what's the point? So, right? so it's not, like, so it's not, it's not you against your friends who have ideological differences. It's you against just, yeah, it's nameless it, bad guy. What's a movie that should be about what is Cap's idealism worth in this new world that he's woken up in? right that's the, yeah. the same place he's lived in his whole life but now different and changed like how does he how does how do his ideals transcend and like you know uh inform his actions inform in his actions world, yeah. and like inform the actions of the people around him and how he affects the world instead it's oh it's just the nazis have been fighting this whole time like it that movie, like as much as people seem to really love that movie, I don't see how people can look past like that little flaw. Like where, and it's the same in a lot of the Marvel movies where it's like it's, it's the the thing yeah. about Winter Soldier that, as somebody who really loves Winter Soldier, the thing that resonates is the personal story, the struggle between Bucky and Steve. That's that is that is the movie. Like the rest of it is just set dressing. Sure, but like I, I mean, that's part of my problem with the Marvel movies is like, but then at the end, like what? 
what was gained or lost by like any of it, right? It was like everything went back to normal for the most part. It was part. like it's like the war on terror. Like you're not going to stomp out this idea. So what does that mean? And then in Civil War, it's not them against Hydra. I mean, it, I guess it kind of is with Baron Zemo and all that sort of stuff. It is. <laughs> like, at the like, end of the day, it's like, oh, I. I sowed out in the... It's like, but, Jesus but, Christ. But even yeah. so, like, that's not a fight from between them and Nazis. It's a guy manipulating them to fight themselves. So I think the story from Civil War is way more interesting. Yeah, but than the problem is, like, it, like, a lot of it lacks emotional weight because, like, they're literally fighting at the airport and they're like, hey, we're still friends, right? And it's like, well, there's all the... It's like, suck any of the drama out of this fight. Like... Like a freaking, uh, like the air comes out of the room. It's like, obviously, that's, a, that's an excellent point because like, then no it's like, no one okay, cares. Yeah, I'm like, who cares? Well, if then? we are friends like, at the end, then why are we even fighting? Exactly. Like, what's the point? Like, I, and, and that's an excellent point. Like, that's what bugs me about. Like, I, again, I like these movies and I have fun watching them, but they bug me because they're always kind of the same and nothing happens. Like, I was like, I was shocked at the end of Infinity War, but by the time I got home, I remembered, oh yeah, they're making a Black Panther 2, and they're literally filming Spider-Man 2 right fucking now. So it's like, what's the point? Like, none of this matters. Like, they're going to fix this somehow, you know? Although Although the Russo brothers have said, and obviously they've been putting out these trailers with, like, full-on lies in them, yeah. that they've said like they're like there there are things in this trailer that are not in the movie but that's because we want you to see what's in the trailer not what's in the movie like that that sort of a thing and where like they're, they're like they're like there are misdirections in there on purpose um but apparently they have come out and said like the ending of infinity war is important like the ending and we're not gonna make it so the ending of infinity war isn't important in endgame so I, we'll I don't know. See I don't know how they're gonna do that, and also bring back characters that are like now super popular, like Black yeah. Panther. The only you know, but. like, it's weird because like literally the only Marvel movies that have come out recently that have like growth and change and like consequence are like Thor Ragnarok and the That's Guardian, a great example of that, and the yeah. Guardians movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, Guardians 2 has a lot of Yeah, like Guardians 1 and 2, all the like almost every character in the cast goes through some sort of emotional arc and they come out different on the other side in both movies. Like it's not like we did it in the first movie and now the second movie is just us romping through another adventure. Like they're still dealing there's, with their problems. There's arguably like, bigger conflicts between characters in 2 than there were in 1. Yeah, like because in two they didn't care, so it was just, they were indifferent, and now it's like they know each other and they still like they really violently disagree. Exactly, like the thing Part between uh, Rocket and and Star Lord. But that's which why is one of the I reasons think why I'm so excited about James Gunn doing the reboot of Suicide Squad, the third Squad. one, and the reboot and the third of Suicide one, yeah. Squad. Yeah, if anyone's gonna make Suicide Squad work, it's him. And like, it sounds like they're just throwing out like all that stuff they did, and they're like, "Let's just try it again." <laughs> well, yeah, and th- there was there was there was that thing where it came out where um, Idris Elba was gonna play uh, Deadshot. Deadshot, and now it's like, oh, now he's he's not, he's playing somebody else. Anyway, we've talked a lot about Shazam and a lot about the larger DC world yeah. at large. If we're not gonna talk anymore about Shazam, we should probably get going. Uh, Shazam you, was great. Shazam was great. I want to watch I really, it again. I really hope that it kicks off, um, you know, not not a phase two 
in like from a practical we sort of are like, in DC phase two, right? But like the, like, but like DC phase two, like spiritually, like a, sure. a, 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 you know, a change in tone, a change in, well, in focus, or at least like uh, the knowledge that like this particular thing that you did works. And it's, it, you know, yeah, it's funny because, um, the flash movie that they were talking about making, uh, which is about flashpoint, I think. Well, it was. And I was like, wow, that that would be the perfect reset button, right? It really would. Uh, just to be like, just kidding. Let's try this again. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's not that anymore. Um, apparently it's just a Flash movie. But it's Lord and Miller, which I like their work. Um, and they it made arguably the best superhero movie that's ever been made. Which is Spider-Verse. Which is what? <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh i mean a lot of people would probably argue spider-man 2 but i i no have you watched it recently come on no but i i i i do know why people really like spider-man 2 and i i am inclined to agree uh with them i but respect that choice but spider-verse is better i like i think i like spider-verse better um but i like spider-verse for its like youth and its voice and it's like it just it feels different right like it it feels like something we've never seen before and we we probably will see more of it but in a in a real way we might never ever see more of it right it's like i think i think we're more likely to see more of it than not especially because Shazam sure. just did really well. well they've talked about they're doing like they've talked about they're doing a, a sequel and then also there was like a co- like a couple of other like spinoffs they had been talking about were like the uh, like with Spider Gwen and Silk Spider and like the other ones like doing that in that universe and some other things. Um, but yeah, I I I'm I'm really curious like what what they do with that because it made money. It didn't make as much money as I think people wanted it to make, but the word of mouth was so positive that I wouldn't be surprised if like they made a sequel and it did better than yeah the first movie because then people know what what to expect yeah because like, then yeah, people the are like oh that movie was awesome like yeah and then people see the trailer for the second one and people might go oh i didn't even see the first one maybe i should go watch that because this looks awesome so yeah all right well yeah. any any final thoughts about it other than like shazam was great and shazam. go see it shazam i liked the seven deadly sins too they were cool also, yeah. another thing that I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, uh, they didn't fill all seven seats. There were only six mm. family members. No, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Yeah, because there's seven wizards, but by the time the whole family gets superpowers, there's only six of them. So who's going to fill the last seat? Black Adam. He's going to be Probably. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, The hey, Rock. <laughs> it's me, The Rock, Black Adam. <laughs> I'm really a seven-year-old boy. Pretty sure Black Adam is his age, like a normal age, a normal age, like like it's like it's weird to not <laughs> a be a normative a normative age. Like he's he, like he's middle-aged is what I meant to say. You know? Yeah, like he he doesn't he doesn't grow up or anything. He's just the age that he is. Yeah, he'd be alive for thousands. of it's years. It's like in Kingdom Come, like Billy Batson is like a middle-aged man. But when he says Shazam, it doesn't turn into an old man. He just turns into the superhero version <laughs> of himself, right? So, 
Yeah. But then that begs the question, if Billy Batson ever becomes an old man, when he says Shazam, does he become a young man again? Or does he just yep, I think age so. from that point on? Because the wizard aged. Oh, that's a good point. Dang it. Right? And then so at some point, like, Billy is going to die, and he's going to have to pass on the power to somebody else. So It's true. It's true. And then we'll be back in the same stupid scenario. DC Universe 2077. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us on this spoiler cast uh, episode for Shazam. Hope you enjoyed it. I know it was really, really scattered, and we were just talking about comic book movies and and comics and superheroes kind of as a whole. But I think that that's kind of reflective of like what this movie stirred up. It stirred up a lot of childlike wonder and and uh, so things like that. Childlike wonder. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us for episode 130 of the Platformers. If you got opinions on this or anything else we've been talking about, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. And you can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. And if you want to hear me talk a bunch about Star Wars, you can look for Long Time Ago Radio on all of your favorite podcast services or go to a Star Wars Podcast.com. Next week should be our big Star Wars celebration wrap-up episode. Cool. Uh, please review us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you have a good time with the show, tell friends about it because we don't advertise and that's literally the only way that people ever hear about it. <laughs> Uh, from everybody here at the platformers, we hope you have a wonderful week. Because until next time, we are out. <laughs>